I'm Dr. Mandy Beats, and you're listening to the Behind the Brace podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing conversations and resources to help families and providers navigate the world of scoliosis. This is your place to find hope for a better solution so that you can live your best life. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Scoliosis Awareness Month. And this week there's a topic that I really want to talk about. Um, It is uh, post-surgical care for scoliosis patients. Um, And this is something that I wanted to cover because I often hear from patients and families that once they have had surgery, whether it's say like a tethering procedure or if they've done a fusion of their spine for scoliosis, Um, or, you know, hyperkyphosis or any other spinal issue um, is that they're told that they can't receive chiropractic care anymore and that the other things that they have been doing um, may not be beneficial to them. So whether that's PT or different or different things. Um, So I just wanted to cover that really quickly because there's some truth to that and there's not. And there's very specific circumstances and situations to take into consideration. And so, um, Let's rewind all the way back because typically the people that have had surgery have spent a long time trying to prevent surgery and have probably done all of the things, whether that's bracing, chiropractic care, physical therapy, exercises, maybe they've even traveled and done um, some things that are outside of the box um, in regard to what a medical provider might uh think would be normal care. Um, and so if they end up where they have surgery, then when they're done with that and they've recovered, which that recovery process can be, you know, a a long period of time and can be taxing and your body has to heal and all of those things. um, It doesn't necessarily mean that once you have surgery, everything is completely and magically fixed, that all of the problems go away. Um, And what I mean by that is, is that obviously you have the surgery. And if you say, if you have a fusion, right, they straighten your spine as much as they can. Um, They put the rods in, they fuse your spine so that it's supposed to stay and hold your spine to correct the scoliosis and not allow it to progress. Um, Typically though, when you have a surgery, they don't fuse your whole spine. It's a part of your spine. So whether that's a few, you know, a handful of vertebrae in the middle of your mid back, or sometimes they'll do some in your low back, it's typically not from the bottom of your spine all the way up to the top because you wouldn't have any movement, right? So there are still things that can happen. Um, People can still experience pain. They can still experience um, difficulty doing normal daily things. Um, I hear that a lot just because, you know, they fix it as much as they can, but it doesn't completely fix your spine and it doesn't address the areas of the spine that they're not fusing. Um, In addition to that, once you have a surgery, it's been shown, um, you know, through research and, and medically, uh, they talk about the fact that once you fuse your spine or they have a surgery, um, it changes how the rest of your body functions as well. So it can put strain on the joints above and below those fusions where the surgery was done um, because now you have these like a string of vertebrae that they don't move. They're all hooked together. But then what is above and below it, they do move. And so it can put wear and tear on the discs in between your vertebrae, different things like that, um, even, you know, in through the nerves in your spine. So like I said, it can be helpful so that it doesn't continue to progress. Um, However, it still doesn't mean that everything is completely fixed. So the biggest question that I get is, 
you know, when is it safe to get adjusted? Um, is it safe to get adjusted? My surgeon told me not ever to get adjusted. Um, and I can see the conversations behind those um, because not everybody is well trained in scoliosis or surgery. I mean, we have our training in school, but I could see where they'd be nervous about if you go into an office that doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience working with patients that are post-surgical. I mean, they don't want anything to happen that could alter your surgery or um, prevent you from healing or harm you in any way. And so I'm sure that they are just concerned about, you know, what type of provider that you're seeing and how they will, would do that. So I can only speak from my perspective of my clinic and my knowledge and what happens in our office. Um, but the biggest thing is, is to just know that go to a provider that you trust, that knows what they're doing, that understands what's happened and that you've had a surgery and make sure that they're comfortable and confident in their abilities to work with you um, after that surgery. Um, because obviously, you know, you'll need to recover for a period of time. And the first few weeks are probably not the weeks that we would see you because you're still either in the hospital, transitioning to home, um, healing, getting, you know, back to a place where you can not have pain, things like that. Um, however, as you move forward in your healing process, um, it's quite common that I see patients back in my office. And so, the adjustments that you might correlate with a chiropractor, like the manual adjustments where you people adjust by hand and, and put force into the spine, you know, obviously those are still safe to do on areas that haven't had the surgery. So um, we can still adjust manually through your neck, through your cervical spine. Um, sometimes we'll do like drop adjustments through the pelvis uh, that are more gentle. So, you know, we're not putting you on your side, things like that. Um, And obviously we would never do any manual adjustments through any area that has had a surgical procedure done to it. Um, But there are still some other ways that you can activate the nerves in those areas through uh, instrument adjusting that is extremely low force that doesn't actually move the, the joint per se. Um, So there's a lot of different opportunities that you have to be able to still get care that can benefit you and that can help you heal and that can help you recover faster. Um, Just making sure that it's done in a way that's safe for you, that's based off of your specific situation, and just being able to have that conversation with your provider, whoever that might be. Um, So... When you have those conversations with the provider that you've worked with to have your surgery, you know, sometimes you might be told, you know, absolutely no chiropractic care for the first, you know, whatever it might be. Sometimes I've heard 30 days. Sometimes I've heard three months. Um, It's really, I don't know that it's based off of anything that they have been able to identify through research or or even maybe even clinical um, experience. Um, sometimes I think they just kind of pick a number of what they feel that they're comfortable with. Um, but just to open up those conversations, because even if you've had a surgery, if you've had a fusion, if you would had a tethering procedure, um, you can still get a chiropractic care. You can still get adjusted. Um, we just need to alter it based off of what's happened during your surgery and through your recovery and how things are going for you specifically. Um, because it is really important that you continue to support your body 
through the healing process and even after your surgery so that you can have the best possible outcome from that surgery and to continue to live your life in a positive way and be able to do the things that you want to do. Um, so oftentimes that post-surgical care um, looks like implementing chiropractic care when it's appropriate and in the safest way that is determined based off of your case. Um, and sometimes that might include physical therapy as you start to recover um, post-surgery, things like that. And then implementing different lifestyle things that uh, help manage whatever symptoms you might have um, post-surgery. So regarding our post-surgical care, obviously, once a surgery is done, it's not necessarily uh, the main focus um, of managing that scoliosis anymore, right? Because they've already intervened and changed that curve to the best of their ability. However, um, I do find that it's important that we do x-rays at different points in time after your surgery because... The rest of your spine can continue to change and usually does continue to change, you know, over those next three, five, eight, ten years. Um, and so even if you've had a surgical procedure, you can still support the rest of your spine that's supposed to be functioning and doing doing things the way that it needs to do. Um, and one of the things that I see often is that... Um, the cervical curve, so the curve in your neck that you're supposed to have that keeps your head over your shoulders um, is not supported or most people have lost that cervical curve as they've dealt with their scoliosis, even post-surgery. And so that's something that we can address and work with you on and you can proactively manage those things so that, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you're not looking at another surgery and then another surgery and another surgery. Because Without any intervention, without any support um, throughout your life, what I often see is that patients that have had surgeries when they hit their 40s, 50s, 60s is that um, other parts of their spine start to wear out, their discs start to wear out, they start to have disc herniations, they start to have a reversal of their cervical curve, which essentially just the curve in their neck is going the wrong way. They start to get degeneration. They start to get pain. They start to get nerve um, interference, things like that. And so even after you've had the surgery, if you can continue to monitor and manage your spine as you age, um, it will help you so that you don't end up having to have you know, more interventions down the road, or at least if you do, that you can prolong that process um, and hopefully minimize uh, the number of interventions that you need by supporting your body well. Um, so that's really important. Um, I have a handful of patients that that's exactly what we're working on them with. We we ended up in a position where they needed to have surgery. And so now it's really just maximizing the potential that their body has as they continue to age and and um, go through life and get married and have kids and do all of those things. Um, so, of course, every situation is different. This is not a black and white, all or none, you know, put everybody in the same box. When I say chiropractic care is safe after surgery, 
Um, it typically is is safe in most situations. It just has to be altered um, depending on what you've had done. Um, and the technique has to be changed uh, to make sure that it's safe for you, but still effective in how we implement it so that you can continue to feel well. Um, but that being said, don't ever just assume that it's completely 100% safe. And the provider that you're seeing... Um, needs to be aware of the things that have been done. They need to. You need to make sure that um, you give them all the information. Um, the provider you see <clears throat> should be looking at your X-rays. They should be reading your history. If you've got MRIs or CTs, they need to be able to look at those things, know what's been done, know exactly where the surgery has been performed. Um, so that way they have the best knowledge so they can make sure that it's safe. Um, so a huge red flag would be is if you go into somebody's office for care after a surgery, if they're not performing a thorough exam um, and ensuring that they see your files, your x-rays to be able to know where those things are at, that would be a red flag for me. Um, because if somebody's going to be working with you, adjusting your spine, doing things of that nature, uh, they need to have all the information so that they can make the appropriate care uh, plan for you. Um, and if they're not doing that, then that's not somebody that I would uh, bring onto your team. And, you know, with anything, um, make sure, trust your intuition. Usually when you go into an office, you're going to know if that person feels like the right person, if that person is um, looking through everything thoroughly, if they're co confident, if they're knowledgeable, um, you know, you'll, you'll be able to know that within the first visit or so. So make sure that you're finding somebody that is knowledgeable and takes the time to uh, go through your information and be aware and know exactly what you've had done so that they can take care of you in the best way. Um, but I really do want to bring this back around because some of the best things that you can do for yourself after a surgery is to create a team of people that can help support your body heal and continue to function better. And chiropractic care is a huge part of that um, in making sure that your spine is moving, that your discs stay healthy, that your nerves can connect. Um, it's just making sure that you're doing it in a way that's safe and that you're with a provider that you're comfortable with um, and not, is knowledgeable. So um, if you have questions about that or you know, if you are wondering about different recommendations or who you might need to see or what that might look like, or if you're in our area um, and you've been told that you can't see somebody because of different things you've had done, um, reach out because oftentimes there are ways that we can do that safely um, so that everybody involved is comfortable and still get you the help that you need. Um, if you need more information, you can find it on our website. It's behindthebrace.com. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook, um, get a hold of our clinic, and we will be back next week with more information. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you could leave a review before you go, that would help us reach more people that need this message. To learn more about the services and resources that we have available, visit us at behindthebrace.com. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media. To learn more about how they can help you with your podcast, visit raymateam.com.